Crystal Pig and the Bear is a collection of conversations between two best friends of 30 years, ranging from friendship to spirituality <laughs> and all the stuff that happens in between. We hope you enjoy. friend good morning steve gallagher how are you today good 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 to see your smiling face and your beautiful two eyes yeah so a lot has happened since uh <laughs> i feel like last. i feel like that should be the title of the podcast a lot has happened dot 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 yeah yeah so we were yeah, the last so. time we were with our friends a month ago october 15th we're back yeah. today or October 17th. Yep. You, you, so, had... uh, I've done a couple of weddings. I've incurred a couple of injuries. I've, uh, had surgery on my left eye and, uh, and you I'm had back. a birthday and, and I had a birthday. That's correct. Happy, so, uh, happy uh, birthday again. Down. Thank you. How's I it feel to be 40? So, oh. About do you remember uh, eight years worth of feeling yeah. that? Yeah, nice. Yeah, so it's good. Good, uh, good. I'm a little, uh, I'm a, a little dizzy. Uh, my depth perception is not quite there. I had uh, a cataract removed in my left eye. Still have my right eye to correct this Thursday. So, uh, if for any reason they have to delay that you could fill in for uh TLC and be left eye. Could. Some could. folks from the 90s Prob will get that. I probably will not burn down on Andre Risen's men. Yes, that's that's a good call. Like she did. RIP left eye. RIP left eye and then uh Chili she... and T-Boss. T-Boss. Yes. Um I was equally into all three ladies. Listen, there was there was some really good. Uh, uh, there was a wide selection of beautiful women in hip hop groups. Oh my god! In music, uh, in the. I still 90s. have not recovered from in vogue. In vogue, oh. I had I had a couple of crushes with in vogue. And while I appreciated their beauty, probably the most lasting impact that uh, that movement had on me uh, came from uh, the mouth of Left Eye and her compatriots, um, where they <laughs> informed me that if I were to hang outside of the passenger side of my best friend's uh, ride, seeking to seeking to yell at them. Yes. Then I would indeed be classified as a scrub and of their love, I would have none. Listen, I had this thought yesterday. So you and I are both in education. I'm dealing um, more frequently <clears throat> in conversations regarding uh, safety concerns and conduct and things like that with students. And I had this thought yesterday as uh, as I was listening to a playlist uh uh, focus around the genre of music that we're talking about. And as, as I, 
as I was thinking of this, I said, you know what, what informed so much of my life that probably kept me out of a lot of trouble was nineties R and B and hip hop. Yeah. For so sure. I was, I was listening to, um, bust a move, right? Mm. Hey, come on now. And so I'm listening to bust a move and I thought, you see that young infor- MC, young MC, it, uh, it informed me towards, Hey, uh, this is what you should and shouldn't do uh, when a girl catches your eye at a wedding. That's right. Right. And then I think about yeah. in my mind immediately went to no scrubs. Yep. And I thought yep. how many, how helpful this would be for students. If in, if we created a uni one oh one course that was centered around nineties hip hop and R and B and said, look, yeah. If you can use, not all of it, right? Some of it may get you in more trouble. <laughs> R. Kelly, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Now, see, that'll get you in trouble. It will. But if you said, this is a song of what you shouldn't do, you shouldn't be bumping right. and grinding on people. That's right? right. Yeah. How helpful that would be in the development of our students. If, if you bump and grind, you can expect the same fate as R. Kelly. As R. Kelly, a uh, 12 by 12 room. <laughs> if it's that large. If it's that large with no windows and a and a nice wardrobe selection. Yeah. Of the orange jumpsuits. But anyway, yeah. That, I just I think I think I think we could we could make our next million. I said our next million. Um, <laughs> I think we could make our next million if we designed a uni court uni 101 course around that. I don't, I don't know about the high school population. I don't know how you feel if that would work there, but definitely in the university setting, I feel like we could go somewhere with it. Yeah. That's not the right genre for where I'm located. Yes. Or, or is it, or is it, no, no. maybe that lack of exposure might be fueling some of the problems. Might be. Right. Uh, most of their, Life lessons are from Dolly, Waylon, Willie, and the boys. Um, and some of those led to similar fates. Yep, yep, yep. Liver cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> hey, so I I haven't had a chance to talk to you in a little bit. I'm really curious as to how the spiritual retreat or advance that you led went. It, how did, how did uh, it we had we had an amazing time. It felt like uh, the entire time, and Keela thought this was funny, of course, it felt like the entire time. Friday night, we did a dinner um, with folks in downtown Winston, uh, just a time around food. Uh, Who was there? You don't have to name names. Yeah, yeah. So we had six people. but Um, We had uh, an international student from School of the Arts. uh, Right. Comes from a a Hindu background. Um, We had... Uh, the age range was 20s to 70s. Um, we had uh, students uh, come from out of, when I say students, we had a lo- I had a, a couple of alums from School of the Arts, few alums from School of the Arts that came in, a uh, local business owner uh, in Winston. And so Friday night was dinner just for folks to get to know each other, know each other's names, hear each other's stories. So that was, that was a few hours and a few glasses of wine <laughs> with folks. And then... Right. Saturday morning started with breakfast and um, and uh, a time of conversation around uh, perspective. 
and uh, perspective being and just throwing out some prompts for um, what's your perspective of yourself, how that shapes how you perceive others, and then uh, how you perceive the divine. And what was neat was was hearing uh, hearing folks come at it from all angles of someone who says, well, what about the underworld? And what about, uh, what about communities like Atlantis and, and those communities? And then uh, someone coming at it from a, um, I'm going to draw a blank on the word, um, polytheistic uh, faith lens. And then okay. uh, folks who were not raised in any faith tradition to folks who were uh, raised in Christianity. And so really it was uh, just creating a space for them to have conversations. Our neighbors, uh, Jason and Blake were involved. They invited the group to come up to their house while they were working and just see the craftsmanship that was happening there. They had met uh, some of the participants who were here earlier in the week and had connected with them through some similar interest uh, doing van life uh, for uh, the Halloween thing that we did that Keela likes to do every year. So yeah, so we had uh, we had six uh, people, seven people total, not including Keela and myself, um, and uh, and we wrapped up Saturday evening with dinner, and and so we had progressed through the day from self perspective uh, perceptions, uh, perspective and perceptions of those around you, and then uh, wrapped up with uh, dinner late Saturday evening of um, and what does the divine mean to you and how do you connect with the divine? And so, uh, so we capped it then, um, some folks left at that point and then some stayed and, um, did music around a campfire. Um, I was passed out by that point, but mm -hmm. they, they went into, I think 1230 or one o'clock that night. And, um, yeah. And then anyone who stayed with us, who had helped with the retreat, uh, they left Sunday morning and got on the road, uh, whatever that meant. And so, yeah, but Keila said to me, what I was saying earlier was um, my, my intent through the whole thing was to not be a talking head or not be one more talking head, whether it's the classroom, the sanctuary, the church. Um, and so just feeling that, and Keila said, um, how you feel? And I said, I feel like I've been dropped off of a skyscraper. Um, uh, just the, that tension, that, that good tension of how do we, how do we keep this conversation centric dialogue centric right. versus talking head. So, yeah. So folks wanted to know uh, what the next one looks like. And, and I said, well, we will, uh, we'll start a list of people who would be interested in, in being a part in the spring. And uh, as soon as we have a, a group that looks like it would mesh together, uh, then we'll do the next one. So, yeah. So that was finally putting the, awesome. the space to use. Yeah. Oh, I'm so the glad. The whole reason that we bought it. So, but yeah. And then we knew we had Liv's birthday coming into this weekend. So, yeah, yeah. so we've had uh, three weekends back to back to back uh, of things, but this weekend kind of winding down and, and getting ready for the holidays. Nice. Yeah. My, my, uh, my weeks have not been filled with those types of things. <laughs> it's been mostly medical. Well, and you, and you had family come in town for a couple, like you had I did. I did. Nicole's my family dad. in town a while back and then your dad. 
Yeah, my dad and uh, Leah, his wife, uh, came in. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, I just got a strange reminder from Zoom when we were t talking and you disappeared. Oh, I'm not trying to you that we're recording you now. Yeah, well, yeah, you. I don't. I don't know where to find <laughs> you now. I'm over here. Take all four fingers and swipe. On your I have a couple of times. Not there. No, that's really weird. There you are. Here I am. I'm small. I up and I swiped left, but now I swiped right. Anyway, that means something else. No. So anyway, it's just uh, I have been for my birthday and other things. I've been reminded of my mortality. Well, um, mini Lent in uh, my November. So there we go. Your November Lent. How's your shoulder? Because you took a you took a tumble. Uh, it, it feels like it's gonna fall off. So I have surgery again this Thursday and then next Tuesday. Um, I'm going to the orthopedic to see about it. So, and and yeah. when you when you fell a little, you fell when your dad was in town, right? Like yeah. that was mm -hmm. that was the shoulder that you braced yourself during that fall. So that that just yeah, it went it went numb. Mm. So, uh, so it's in a lot of pain. My head's a little bit of pain from the surgery, and I'm a little sedated from. Uh, the muscle relaxers that I took last night, but uh, I'm good. So. The uh, the the cool thing is, is out of this cataract surgery that they're doing, is there is a possibility. Um, well, mm -hmm. the entire time that I've like in the 28 years, 29 years I've known you, uh, you've always worn glasses, and I so um, whether it was I don't know if you had astigmatism or or whatever, but the fact that you're vision the way that they're they're thinking uh the improvement will be sounds like uh sounds like really good news too yeah i hope so i hope so good stuff and they said you'll you'll notice improvements within a couple of weeks of each surgery right mm -hmm. yep what if what if i look completely different to you what if nicole looks what if all of a sudden you see us truly see us for the first time speaking of of perspective and perception i know the real y'all <laughs> i don't know if that was shade that you were throwing or <laughs> no that, did that have love laced in it of course okay of course my third eye Ooh, there we go Oh, so what have you been? Um, I mean, uh, were there any themes? Were there anything that came out of your time together with these individuals? I know that often I spend a lot of time with other folks kind of walking through their spiritual walk or journey. And uh, it's not until after that kind of it's ended and uh kind of that's subsidized the introspection um that it causes in my own life yeah uh so for for instance um 
we began something at our tea shop last Monday, not not this Monday, but a week ago Monday, I think, uh, called Socrates Cafe, which okay. is a uh, <clears throat> which is an organization. <clears throat> excuse me, that meets uh, periodically all over America. And it is meant to have an open um, space for philosophical dialogue. Mm. Um, and uh, my friend Rick, um, in, in his phone, uh, my name is saved as Matt the Mystic. And in okay. my phone, his name is saved as Rick the Buddhist. Okay. And um, so he's a Buddhist. He attends our Thursday night pub theologies the church and so as a result we've started this once a month socratic cafe and uh, spending time with him has actually started reframing some things for me mm. um and we can talk about that a little bit if we want to later but i'm i'm interested in if any themes came to mind or surface for you during your time yeah it i think the thing was and and some of the folks who who were still here Sunday morning were kind of unpacking this and have um, have started a, a conversation uh, together once they left here of um, of this theme of life being linear, right? Mm -hmm. Where um, I should be so so picture a um, what would be the the x axis if you were thinking of this from a math or it's the horizontal, the right. um, line in how we view life in this horizontal line. And I should be further along than mm. what I am right now. Right. Right. Um, Rob Bell quotes it as uh, up and over to the right, up and over to the right and how we, how we treat life like that. And so, uh, so we talked a little bit about, um, um, spirals and how viewing life more as a spiral, um, right. that, that there's just as much movement, right. But, mm -hmm. uh, but to say that I'm not further along, no, you've, you've had two more years of life. So you, you have just as much mileage there, uh, and you may not feel like you've gone any further. And so um, we talked um, as as you're feeling that what are the what are the these moments of of tension where you feel the need to lean away where you feel the need to pull away and so maybe that's uh, grief or loss in your family uh, maybe it's uh, moments of questioning and saying why is this not happening or why is this happening instead of uh, avoiding those moments uh, anxiety was a big one that came up was. Right. Uh, why do we view anxiety as as a negative? Anxiety is an emotion, and why do we lean away from anxiety? Everyone's trying to to get rid of their anxiety. Uh, let's meditate. Let's uh, let's me meditate or medicate, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to to get away from it. Versus, like no one says that about. Well, I'm feeling uh, happy today. Well, let me take something to get me down. Um, but there's, there's something about trying to level out and we kept using like these visuals kept coming up, of uh, we use these lines of, of being flat. We use these lines of 
versus what does an EKG look like? What is uh, what is a story arc? If you're thinking of Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, those things we know aren't flat. Those things we know have to have um, uh, these these challenges and these these uh, moments where the, where you face your inner self. But for some reason in society right now, we are we are really uh, on the uh, get rid of my anxiety bandwagon versus leaning into it and what might be waiting there. And could it be the divine or could it be uh, your purpose, whatever this thing is that you're chasing, you're trying to get away from it at the same time. And so what if you leaned into it and what if that is where your purpose is? What if that is where you discover? So, yeah, I, I don't even know uh, what, what category you would place that under um, whether that's emotional health, mental health, I just consider it self-care and, self-awareness but yeah what what are your what are your thoughts on that coming from a um from the theological coming at it from the counseling uh pastoral so, care so there's there's a couple of things that spring to mind while you were speaking um <clears throat> man i'm sorry my throat's uh verklempt i guess um the first thought that came to mind was this idea of art, the artificiality of it all mm. and the fact that we as a society by and large have seeked or seeked we've sought to um kind of eradicate the limitations that are upon us and sometimes it's your limitations um, that actually inform you and who you are and so when we were hunters and gatherers or when we were an agrarian society um, there was a natural rhythm to the day there was a natural rhythm to the seasons and you were what you were in response to that it's dark we don't have any light okay that's gonna mean that we have to kind of yeah. alter where we're at with things um and and even be in touch with our um uh what do, what do we call those circadian uh, circadian rhythms yeah and then when we were a more christian or a more spiritual because it didn't it doesn't just have to apply to christianity it could be islam hinduism it could be any of those things um there was a sacred back to our calendar as well mm. we we're moving into times of anticipation with advent and celebration with christmas tide and then um walking through epiphany and then a time of purging and inner reflection with lent and those kind of pieces um same thing with uh, islam and ramadan and same thing with the jewish uh, cycle with feast of tents and tabernacles and all different pieces so there was in in one ways actually makes us human if i'm getting this right as opposed to another member of the animal kingdom is our relationship with time and space okay so that we're not living in the moment all the time that we actually can write and record and 
take our thoughts and leave them for future generations and for posterity and that we can read from, you know, earlier generations. And um, we have this dance with time and, mm -hmm. and, and, and with space. And as we have um, become artificial with that mm -hmm. in the sense of, um, not being in touch with the natural rhythm of the seasons of harvest and reaping of fallowness of those kinds of pieces then i think that there's this push for us uh, to to get back to that mm. to feel those things again in our life to release some of that anxiety and so that's the first thing i was thinking of the second thing that came to mind was that theory of dynamic balance mm -hmm. that you and i were both instructed Yes. Uh, in, uh, which is, <clears throat> unfortunately, in our Western society, we are urged to have these really intense times of productivity. Mm -hmm. um, in the school year with us, it was, you know, the, the week or two leading up to uh, students arriving on campus. And then it was that first big um, bit. And, uh, and, and, and those involved in the educational process actually do have a little bit more sense of a yeah they do um and i've heard and i've had students the beginning of, i've had students mention once they've graduated right like once they've right. gone to the graduation piece it's really yeah. off like it throws them off when the school year rolls back around and right. they're not going back to school there's just this constant go 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 where they got right. the two weeks off during the winter break they got you know these yes. breaks programmed in uh and so when you're in the if, if there's anything that the education system may be doing right one of the things is creating that cyclical rhythm right right yeah and uh the theory of dynamic balance uh, uh that we heard and understood again from dr michael rakes mm -hmm. was that uh, you know our what, what we do is we have this intense, if you imagine rest and productivity as a pendulum on a clock, mm -hmm. right? um, going all the way from one side to another, what we are taught to do in our current environment is to swing to the far upper right mm -hmm. with that productivity that you were speaking of. Uh, and then we swing back, but we swing back to the middle. We right. swing back to exactly to our Good. normal forty-hour-a-week, our normal rotation, and we think that that's balanced, but it's not. In other words, for it to actually be dynamically balanced, we don't swing back right. to the middle. We swing all the way to the left, which is deep rest or mm -hmm. deep play. Um, not recreation, recreation, uh, mm. as it's understood. And only then can we have this kind of uh, flow uh, that is uh, that is doable. Yeah. And so um, I think, oddly enough, I think our, our society uh, in some ways finally swung all the way to the left. Yeah. With uh COVID. 2020 yeah and what i think was interesting about that is the return to that now remember 
healthcare workers were not sensing or feeling that right, educators right, right. were not sensing or feeling that. But for a lot of people, they were going all the way back uh, to, to that deep place. To that deep rest. Yeah. Stillness. And I feel like that there was both a frenzied response and reaction. Like we don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, so we're yeah. just going to go crazy. But I also feel like, when you allow yourself to go to those deep places of rest or reflection, this is what the Sabbath was for, mm-hmm. was for you to focus on what was eternal. So those relationships in our lives that are lasting and mm-hmm. that are enduring. And I think what happened was, in part, this is why we saw some of the rise of black matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, racial justice, uh, different pieces uh, that were going on because people were actually able to stop their preoccupation with surface things to say, wait, 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 wait. There's something that is deeply disturbing about who we are and we're doing. Um, that those are things to be rectified. Those are things to your, and this is the point that you're making. Uh, but just to expand on it a little, those are things that it was the first time in, in um, probably everyone, if not everyone, most everyone's life that they had no choice, but to sit with it. Right. Like in other words, people pushed every single thing that they could in the sense of, well, can I do this? And, and it would be met with, no, that's closed down. Well, can I do this? Well, no, so really the only thing left to do was to buy a bike or a kayak or a pair of walking shoes. If you were able to get an Amazon delivery, uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and you had <gasps> to just sit with it and it wasn't just for 15 minutes of meditation or quiet time in the morning. It was, you really just had to sit with it. Right. And, and, and you did, you saw people, um, you saw people uncomfortable, you saw people, pushing against it but there was this um you know there was this probably i don't know at what point but probably once once a couple of months into it okay this is how it's going to be for a while and and we don't know when it's coming back so then people started getting more comfortable with it right and so remembering high product yes yeah go ahead i was gonna say yes no, and in, in other words, I I haven't seen the studies on this yet, but I know in 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 my own life and in the life of my parish with my congregation, the number of what were considered really healthy marriages mm. took a huge hit. We yeah. saw a lot of separation and divorce that came out of that. Yeah, all of a sudden, people were faced with the reality of their relationships. And, and there's, this, there's, this, um, there's this belief, I think, especially before COVID and maybe even during COVID, to your point on dynamic balance, where I think, I think the average person, and I, and I had um, a dance, a friend in dance, uh, contemporary dance, uh, Molly McGlennon said to me uh, while we were working on another project, she said, you know, if you, if you aren't familiar with dance or if you're new to dance and, and you're thinking about balance, there's this misunderstanding that, that balance is static. Mm. 
I just I have to keep it together. And she said one of the 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 key principles in in dance is knowing that exactly what you just said that balance is dynamic, meaning right. there's a constant uh, there's constant movement there. It's not about rigid. It's not about being fixed. Um, and it's it's just knowing how to hold that. And I think right. I think that's the thing that you know we like that that far end of the spectrum. Um, I really like I really like that visual of that when the pendulum swung back, it was only swinging back to the middle, right? Not going into deep rest. This is something that uh, Alexander Shia, right, yeah. uh, talks about in the sense of leaning into uh, the solstices, leaning into mm-hmm. uh, that darkness, right? That right. nighttime isn't like we've always viewed the darkness as evil. The darkness is bad uh, when really uh, it's just as important, right? And given our focus on on the productivity and the artificiality of things like you're talking about where we can just go, go, go around the clock, it's maybe even more important because we do ignore it or, or hold away from it, you know? Right. Yeah, if you think about it, our seasons that were meant to kind of bring us back right mm-hmm. to, to balance right, yeah they were they were periodic intentional interruptions to our every day yeah right they have become instead of a time of rest and reflection they have become a time of greater productivity mm. yeah yeah so, yeah so and I don't I don't say this in any kind of labeling way because I'm I'm certainly guilty of it myself, but for instance, All Hallows Eve or Halloween, right? Instead of on All Saints Day and having a quiet service where we reflect on the people who've gone on before us and helped um, move our faith into deeper places or to our loved ones who pass from this earthly realm and reflection on them. Just think about the amount of productivity you had to do to get ready for your. Oh, absolutely. That was right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving now is not about. Right. Family sitting together in a meal. It's, Oh gosh, I've got to drive 10 hours away to visit with family and then be back in two days. And then, and then the day after the busiest shopping day of the year. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, who black Friday where yeah. we all did all those kinds of pieces and, yeah. and then Christmas, my God, Christmas extend uh, Christmas is already out now. Yeah. And people are already stressing over what they're going to get and who, what, how they're going to be the best parent to give the best gifts and all these yeah. kinds of pieces. Wow. It was a really sad thing. Um, on my birthday, I asked question of the day of my students. What's your favorite birthday gift of all time? Hmm. And I'd say 85% of them money, money. Wow. Money. Every once in a while I get Amazon gift card <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this is their favorite thing i remember well it's and it's it's easy right like i i don't know what i want money uh as a gift giver i don't know what i want even for your birthday you and i were talking i said hey 
we usually buy each other like a gift, something with meaning. And I was like, hell, he's going to be sitting with one eye covered. Yeah. Can he read? Can he do this? And so you do an Amazon gift card. And that's that's the easy thing to do versus the intentionality of, uh, let me put thought to this. But, meaning to but it. even even when you give me a gift, gives me a gift card, <laughs> I then take what I buy with that. I don't say Steve got me a gift card. I say Steve got me a complete treasury of peanuts uh, comics. Yes. You know, or I say Steve got me a pair of uh, headphones or Steve got yeah. me this. But 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 everything is just a commodity yeah. these days. Yeah. And so, I mean, if I was able to tell them about my favorite birthday present, which was i don't know if you were there or not when i was 30 30 i don't know where 30 <laughs> is but when i turned 30 back pal we were we were working at the uh we had the library uh, birthday party yeah nicole somehow convinced grace to let her book the library yep. it was a big grace uh, cake with soren kierkegaard on it there was uh all of your ra's like yeah, rallied Nicole, students around. Yeah. Nicole bought 10 pounds of coffee because she didn't understand how coffee worked. And 102 people brought me yeah. a copy of their favorite book with an inscription as to why. And Nicole gave me a bookshelf that they still sit on. Mm. Uh, that is a meaningful, yes. meaningful birthday but even when it wasn't that it was a trip here or it was yeah gosh, i got a bike and for three years i rode the wheels off of that yes. bike you know so we we forget that we're creatures we forget that we are uh, i mean harold bell Wright put it this way said it's no wonder we've lost who we are when we've surrounded ourselves with the work of on our own hands in other words, we no longer understand our creatureliness and that we have boundaries and that we have these kinds of pieces. And so when you're talking about bringing people together for a period or a time of reflection and connection, that's that's really what every Sabbath should be. That's what yeah. meals around the dinner table should be. That's what these kinds of pieces are and that we should be uh, if we're not following a religious calendar then we need to figure out some way where we're living in rhythm as as creatures as human beings that uh, need to feel limitations even self-imposed limitations to remind ourselves but, but isn't that but we isn't, are not our gods but isn't that not not to to go down the big pharma rabbit hole but society today is about negating those limitations right, or, of or helping us forget. So everything, whether it's the, the uh, roundup and the, the fertilizer that you, that you put on crops so that they can crank out, uh, be more productive. Right. Right. If it's, if it's that, um, I have these thoughts in my mind and, and they spin, uh, watching the Russ Taft documentary, I've said this to you a number of times, watching the Russ Taft documentary where he's this Grammy-winning artist, and he he grew up in this fundamental Christian 
Pentecostal home and he's on tour and he sits uh, at a hotel and he says, Oh, there's, there's alcohol in the fridge. I've never, I've never tasted alcohol. And I think it, I think, you know, you have the stock mini fridge. And so he starts drinking and he says he's a few drinks in when all of a sudden the voices that had been going on in his head since he was a kid, just quieted and stopped. Right. Okay. And so even, even you get home and it's been a crazy day and you pour yourself a drink and then you pour yourself another drink, you pour yourself another drink, you, you pop another pill, you take another pill, anything you, you, uh, you binge on Netflix, anything to, to just numb. Right. So you, it's, it's only natural that you forget that you're human, right? Because right, right, it right. does become a flat line with a, with an occasional, Oh, we're going to go on vacation here. Right. Oh, um, we got this new car. Oh, you know, or a dip. Um, I lost my job or I lost a loved one. And so, so all of a sudden the highs and lows become flatter and flatter and flatter. And it's, it's only then that you forget that you're a living being. Yeah. Mm. No, for sure. For sure. Well, that's cool. Something to think about. And yeah. there are plenty of ways to re-engage in that. Sabbathing is important. Um, um, the, the individual who's over marginalia, uh, she used to, it used to be called brain pickings. Maria. Oh, okay. Yeah. Starts with the P. I forget, I forget her last name. Popovich or something. I'm sorry. Um, she's one of the most informed individuals on the planet when it comes to technology and when it comes to sources. But if, if I'm not mistaken, it's her who instituted a digital Sabbath once a week, uh, where her family just unplugs they Maria unplug Popova. Cell phone, Popova. They unplug from the internet. They unplug from gaming. And for a, uh, not that there's anything inherently wrong about these pieces of technology or me, but day a week from a sundown mm -hmm. to a sundown, they practice a digital Sabbath so as to focus on what is real. And these are the things I think that as we, uh, oddly enough, the first topic of our Socrates Cafe was transhumanism, yes or no. And it was, uh, how do we retain our human essence? And what is our human essence mm. when we continue to be able uh, to to uh, extend our technology and media? Um, how, do, how do we live with those pieces? What do we do? So anyway, I just think there's intentionality that can be reintroduced that we don't just have to go along with the flow that we can interrupt it ourselves if we need to. Yeah. I, I love, I love how the, the on-ramp to it is so accessible that, that it's so easily available and readily available. Uh, it's just a matter of picking a spot and starting, right? Like just jam a stick into the spokes. And well, I mean, for, for instance, here's a way that technology helps with that. If you have a smartphone, you download the Calm app or Headspace or any, you can set a time and a reminder Yeah, on your calendar. It'll ding. I mean, you got you a timer on your, on your phone. You go through and you yeah. go through a 20 minute guided meditation. If you yeah. can't do it yourself and you don't know how to do it yourself. 
there there is no excuse it's just a matter of the awareness and the intentionality or uh, or even with the supply to do even even nature right like just walking around and something catches your eye as simple as the bright color of a leaf or right um maybe maybe it's a uh, an animal and you've just noticed how how something about that animal resonates with you whether it's a whistle pig or a bear <laughs> yeah and just and and being okay with that and just sitting with that for a few minutes like that's those are the little things that you can do and and i i guarantee you that as you stop with those small moments you'll begin to have more of those right and that yeah you you basically uh have to take an active ownership into yes. having jam a stick into the spoke and ears ears that hear yeah uh i'm in an interesting place with this because i'm i am in the romanticist period of american literature with my juniors and so i've been spending the last two weeks with uh, uh ralph Waldo emerson and henry david thoreau and margaret fuller and these folks um and their talk about self-reliance and talking about walden the pond that thoreau went to uh, yeah and uh, basically re-engaged with nature and then i'm also reading providence which is an autobiography of one of my favorite writers uh, um daniel quinn who wrote the booker uh winning uh booker prize winning ishmael ishmael uh, yeah who who just today said there is such thing as nature say like, say it again you cut out there for a second he he said in in the reading that i was doing this morning there is no such thing as nature hmm. what did nature is an nature is an artificial um category that we as humans use to say this is the part of the world that's not us or the wow. affecting and he said your house the house that you build even that house is food for termites there are moths in your closet there's wow. all types of fungi and mold and pieces that are taking on that habitat he says there is no such thing as nature there's only the world and when we start categorizing things as civilization and spiritual non-spiritual ourselves we forget that we ourselves are a creature and a species yeah. uh, of animal just like everything else and so i'm 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 moving back and forth between walden yeah. where there is this romantic push against the rationalists where oh, there's the noble savage there's nature and its beauty and splendor and these kind of pieces and then there's quinn saying no that's an artifice that we've created and i'm 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 like no henry david thoreau and you were on the same page or just coming at it from two different angles yeah. but 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 anyway that was a a thought this morning that i was like oh there is no such that's, thing as nature as though it's other. No, this is no, this like is, this think is about, the world. Think about, you know, we're a year into this project, a year into these conversations. And the very beginning of it was about uh, not othering. It was about not either or thinking, right? right? That that everything belongs. Yeah. And so that's, that's really cool uh, that here we are 11 months later. Um, yeah. And, uh, and that theme still exists. 
Yeah. And, and that without a script, without an outline. <laughs> It'll continue to be the deal because at the heart of all spirituality and all health, I think, is this idea of wanting and oneness that we talk about all the time. Yeah. So we're continuously, you and I, I think we're on a journey of trying to connect the dots, try to follow the breadcrumbs. Uh, yeah. And, be in and, in, in, and in inviting people to join us wherever they are. Heck yeah. So. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, man. That's that's, that's yep, yep. the the blessing. Good stuff. What have you got going on today? Liv turns 13 this weekend. That is insane. Is that not? Happy birthday, Liv. Happy birthday. Maybe 30 years from now, she'll listen uh, to one of these and she'll land on the one. No, she will. She'll land on it and she'll hear the one for her birthday. Yeah, she's turning 13. You know what she wanted to do first for her birthday? Go to a Rest minor night. league hockey game. Nice, 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 nice. And and you know why? why? The fights. <laughs> she is your child. Listen, she said, uh, so every time that the home team would score a goal, right? Right. Uh the they play this song na 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 and it's not the chicken dance that's how it started in my head but uh and it's just back and forth right it's almost like it reminds you being at a what i would imagine a red Sox game would be like and then uh then there's this loud uh group chant of um hey goalie we scored you suck and <laughs> and uh and live was like <gasps> And then she's like energized by, you know, because kids yeah. today, you can't go around saying somebody sucks. Uh, her, her, uh, her friend Peyton is with her and Peyton's like, do you know what that's making the goalie feel like? And, and Liv is like all in it. Uh, and, and so uh, the Thunderbirds, which are the home team, scored seven goals last night. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and, uh, and so they had a really, they had two big fights break out on the ice. I don't know how many broke out in the stands. Um, and it is, I mean, it's, it's another level of professional wrestling, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah, local yeah. professional wrestling, not, not uh, WWF, sure. not, I'm still saying WWF. Right, right. I used to say uh, WCW. Like it is, it's that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure these are the people that I uh, grew up going to the skating rink with. Um Back in Southwest, so we so we had a blast. We did that, and then uh, and then she wants to go see the new George Clooney, uh, Julia Roberts movie. It's a rom com. I mean, like, like, is that not awesome? Speaking of dynamic balance, speaking of dynamic balance, and so so yeah, and she asked for uh, she asked for blackout curtains for her room because she says okay. her room is bright, and then she asked for a pair of New Balance tennis shoes. Um, so yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't, don't try to find the theme, right? <laughs> oh, I've got it. I know what the theme is. You want to know what the theme is? Oh, tell me the theme. <laughs> Whiteness. Whiteness. <laughs> Let me go to a hockey game. Let me go see Clooney and Julia Roberts. Yes. Let me get blackout curtains yes. so I can live in the dark. And then let me get some new balance shoes. Yes. She has you, from, you are raising up. She has gone from uh her Nike Air Max, her Nike 
high tops, which I didn't even like. I I knew they had come back, but I didn't know that yeah, at the yeah, school yeah, level yeah, they were yeah, back. Yeah. And she got her her uh, her Nike blazer high tops for back to school in the fall. Right, right. And and now she's swinging. Like I remember as a kid, like you kind of stayed in the Nike or New Balance lane. Uh, I started off in the Kuga lane. Only you and I know about Kugas. Uh, I stayed in the. I stayed in the Boaz, Alabama, uh, shopping, uh, mall. Did you have a show every once a year? Yeah. Did I have a what? Did you have a shoe show? Like, what was the pick and pay? Like, what was your shoe store? Uh, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't even that. <laughs> Jimmy's. We would drive the. We would drive to Boaz, Alabama. Oh and God. that's a real once place. a year and we would do all the shopping for the whole year it was one of the outlet malls hey, and that's so what we would do and dad would buy pants he would look at me and he'd say i think you're gonna hit a growth spurt so we're gonna buy these say. pants for you i'm like i'm like dad they fall off he says your job's to grow into them so i mean and then you get the one shirt but in four colors all right oh, and if you got it shirt. so what do you do for shoes like if you're in a growth spurt do you, are you walking around with your shoes stuffed with newspaper to keep them on yeah or are your toes doing this nah <laughs> they're no my toes were curled under for sure yeah 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 and you're nah. hey forget it you're not getting another pair until uh until next year when we come back to boas that's right that's right gosh I mean, I'm exaggerating that a, a touch. Yeah, yeah. But not much. In not fact, whole. it wasn't until about two, three years ago that my dad stopped wearing the shirts that I got from Boaz in middle school. He was still wearing them. I would get updates on social from Leah's wife that would be, hey, we're in Italy. Your dad's wearing your blue Boaz shirt. Hey, we're. <laughs> like it's a brand. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So, so let me ask: Did he also adhere to this? Like, did he buy things and made them last all year, or was this only for the kids that he did? Did you not hear me? Well, Up I'm saying he's wearing last your year. I'm thinking he just doesn't throw. He's wearing away. my shirts from Boaz. Uh, you know, it was like every two years he would get a new pair of work boots. Yeah, but I mean. And it's like a, I realized this. Climb the pole with. I, re I realized this not long ago. I bought the, I bought a new belt this year for the first time since before I lived in New York. I had the same belt from two thousand and nine. How until this year? And I still have it. How still did you make a belt last thirteen years? I did. I did. Still. So, no, I mean, no, I still you wear. Know what? It. I have a belt. Let's see. My senior year at Southeastern, so 90, fall of 97, my dad passes away, and I think I got like $300, right? Like three or $400 from it when he, from it, from his passing. Like that yeah. was the money that was left. And I went to the Brandon Mall in Brandon, Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I bought two leather belts at Gap. Mm -hmm. And so these are, what I didn't know was I didn't know the difference between leather belts and fake leather belts. And those belts have lasted until now. Yeah. And it was only because I thought one 
like was had gone bad like it had some something on it color or something and uh buzz keela's dad said to me why are you throwing that away that's a real leather belt and he said all you need to do is this this and this and so i found some leather cleaner yada yada but those belts are yeah so when i say how did you make it last three years no like i guess if if you got a good belt the first time yeah it will now is that belt in horrible condition like no what prompted you to buy a new belt? Your birthday? There was a sale. Yeah. There was a sale on a uh, on a, uh, a Columbia belt, and I thought, oh, I'm getting what year did two you new move, pair of pants. What year did you move to New York? 10? 2009. Nine, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. All right, what's your anyway. plan this weekend? Uh... My friend Jeff, and friends Jeff and Jody, their their oldest kid Maisie is playing her first games as a college basketball player. So they went there. So today I will be hanging out at the yard, their business, um, kind of running it for them with their son. And then um, our friends Rob and Holly Spurdy are um, in town. They're going to cool. be leading worship i think tomorrow and then also playing a concert at the yard um nice so that's going on um i've got some grading to do i'm a little bit behind on so, so tune in to, to catawba college women's I basketball listening to the music huh women's basketball yeah yes. tune in to catawba then, college women's yep. basketball and watch Maisie helpman yep and then i will uh, be listening to the music. We've got a concert coming up really soon uh, at the church by Flamey Grant. Flamey Grant, which is uh, Amy Grant, a drag queen, a cross dress drag queen. Yep. So that'll be at the church. So I'll be listening to her music or their music. Yes, uh, getting ready for that. So, so what I got? How about you? That's it. The birthday stuff and. Yeah, we'll do that out. And uh, Alabama plays who today? Ole Miss, I think. Ole Miss, Notre Dame's playing Navy, coming off of our win against Clemson, which Clemson yeah, did not show up last week. Y'all beat Clemson pretty bad, didn't you? Yes, I, they Dab, Dabo kept swapping out the quarterback. I don't know what that was about, but yeah, that was yeah. not a Clemson team. I hate to say this, but it's kind of nice just being able to tune in or out to a college game and there not being national playoff implications. It's the just it's time. just enjoying it, right? Like it's not boring. It's not boring and I'm not I'm not tense. Yeah. Like we're not, not we're not hunt this year for a national title. I don't yeah. see it happening. It almost feels like a Sabbath from <laughs> college football. Every so 10 years, Notre Dame, uh, Alabama doesn't have a, a perfect season. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, we, we've lost on the last play in two games by a total of four points. Tennessee, one in overtime. Tennessee is the real deal this year. Now they got whooped by Georgia. I mean, they got, yeah, but Georgia was the number one team. I'm saying yeah. up until that point, yeah. Tennessee has, like, it was, if you're, if you know anything about and, UT and, football, it's always, look at, 
they're going to do your it old note look at your old notre dame coach dude beating going, saban in his first game with the going, lsu going for two, for two and overtime and overtime yeah i don't blame him i would have too yeah that was he he was so confident in that decision one of those situations where it's a no one expected them to beat Alabama this year. Yeah. And so that was a win-win. He really yeah. couldn't. Right, right, right. Just the that. fact that he took them to overtime. Uh, yep. And we lost, you know, two hostile environments. And people are – that's what's funny. We've lost by four points in the last play of the last game. play of the games, game. And everybody, everybody's talking about Saban <laughs> being washed up. Whatever. You know what it is? He said a couple of years ago that what what might precipitate uh, his exit quicker than he would like is if he ever had a three-loss season that he would step down. I don't remember him saying that, did he? Yeah, they quoted it in uh, AL.com. It's an Alabama huh. website, and it yeah. popped up. And I was like, Saban's not going anywhere. And I'm re- like, it's clickbait. And yeah. I read the article, and it's Lane Kiffin poking uh with his post of the leadership secrets of nick saban like he posted that this week yeah uh which led to is lane lane kiffin being courted i sent you a text lane kiffin oh yeah he's being courted by auburn yeah um i think and, he'd be smart to take it and and they said lane kiffin is the one guy in college football who you know like people will say he's the village idiot idiot but he can laugh at him like he actually laughs at himself uh and oh, so, yeah. uh, I guess all of the, I guess anyway. Alabama students last year sent him, he said, it's going to be a good one. Grab your popcorn and watch. And so Alabama students sent him like, oh yeah, all oh, these yeah. things of popcorn and he posted about it. But anyway, yeah. So college football in the season is quickly coming to an end. And, uh, yeah. All right. Well, this was love a you, good friend. conversation. Love you. Hope, uh, hope you continue recovering quickly and yeah get this next one done this week and out of the way uh thanks everyone for listening i'll let you close this out god's life is way too short to do it alone so you need to locate and start fostering a relationship with someone who can be the kind of friend that's there with you in the good times and the bad times we were not meant to do this thing called life alone And I'm grateful for you, Steve Gallinger. Thankful for you, buddy. Love you. All right. Love you, too. See you. See you. We hope you've enjoyed Whistlepig and the Bear. You can follow and message us on Instagram at whistlepig underscore the bear. Thanks for listening.